Welcome to Our Lord's Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. Our desire for you as you listen is to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit as we read the scriptures and to be mobilized to actively bring God's kingdom to the earth. For more information on who we are, visit OLCC.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at OLCCOKC. Uh, my name is Claire, and I'm just going to kind of set up the morning for us. Um, we're going to be hearing from a lot of different ministry leaders um, and hear what's been going on this year and be able to celebrate what God has done. Um, and I just wanted to start off with uh, a word that Kathleen Blue gave in January of 2021. Um, and part of the reason I want to start with this is because I feel like it's, it's really important that we look back and that we remember what God has done and who God is. Um, that produces gratefulness and thankfulness. And we're able to connect dots and see where he's been moving. And so um, even I, I thought of 1 Thessalonians 5 when it says, Do not scoff at prophecies. Um, and to hold fast to what is good. And that word hold, one of the definitions is keep in memory. Um, and so I want to go back to this prophetic word and keep it in our memory as we hear these stories to go, oh, this was part of that. This was part of what, what she heard from the Lord. Um, so here are some pieces of what she said. And just to demystify that for anyone who's maybe new to the prophetic, um, that just means that Kathleen spent some time with the Lord, and she talked with him, and she listened, and she wrote down what she sensed from him. Um, so that's, that's what it is. And um, so this is how she addressed us to my saints. She said that. This is what she sensed from the Lord saying to us. Um, I love the intimacy and deep fellowship we have I love how many of you have recognized your need for inner healing and how you've begun the process of letting me heal your wounds. I love hearing your worship and praise. I'm unlocking a big lock on a big door to kingdom realities. Worship leaders will write new songs of victory. Disciplers will develop new ways and new curriculums. I will be showing you exactly where you fit and what you are called to do. All of you are needed from the youngest to the oldest. 2021 will be a year to break free from anything keeping you from advancing, a year to stand firm on God's promises, a year to use your God-given authority to push back darkness, a year to receive God's solutions for problems or obstacles, a year to receive God's love and release his love to all you come into contact with. Um, so we're going to hear some of that today, and we're going to start, and Colt and I are just going to share a little bit about worship um, and what we've seen the Lord do in this past year with worship. So I'll say a few things, and then I'll pass it to you. But um, yes, please stand here. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of songwriting. We've been singing lots of our songs that have been written by us, and that has been really sweet. So we've seen movement in that. We've seen movement. Uh, we did the Scripture Memory Project, uh, partnered with OLCC Kids, 
and they, Jennifer Noonish produced these beautiful graphics, and they are flashcards. They're available for you if you do not have a set. Um, it has the scripture verse, 55 of them, and then as worship leaders, we set them to song. And so you can have that going in your house, and that was a really fun project um, to get done. So we did that. We've seen um, so much richness in our prayer sets that we've had on Tuesdays at noon where we are just sitting in the scripture, and there will be things that I go back to um, this past year that I've gone back to, and I read it, and and the melody comes back from what we sang just from that hour. Um, and so it's been such a rich way to hide God's word in our hearts. Um, and then the last thing, this is kind of a future forward thing um, that I'm excited about is I'm going to be doing a little core choir with our fourth and fifth graders starting in a couple weeks. And so I, and I think that that goes along with raising up the next generation of worship leaders. And fourth and fifth grade is not too young to start. And so we're going to start there. And um, Liam does a great job with youth, and Colt will talk about that in a little bit. But I feel really thankful for our, for our team. Um, when I think about songwriting, Chris Fritch is like the engine in the songwriting, songwriting motor. He's always saying, when are we going to write? When are we going to write? So um, I'm just thankful for even the way that he and his gifting has, has pushed that along. So, what do you think? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a top-down, you know, worship uh, formation vision where, where Claire is doing things with core in that. And then we have Liam, one of our, <clears throat> he's the guy with the red hair up here that sings better than anybody you've ever met. Uh, and, uh, and so Liam, but the cool thing about Liam is, uh, one, he's working today, but, uh, but um, he, if he would be here, he would say this. Um, he serves in the darkness, and he serves when people aren't looking, and he serves sixth through seventh graders sometimes, and eighth graders, and he serves in a small group where there is no microphone and there is no stage, and, and he's teaching us in the youth group how to lead by serving. Um, we want to take that all the way from the bottom all the way to the top. Um, I do want to say something about uh, worship, just worship leaders in general. It's a strange, um, it's a strange word. And honestly, if I'm being honest, like when I was in high school, I wanted to be a worship leader slash rock star. And that's sad. Um, and over the years, God made uh, the stage in front of me, the audience in front of me, smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Until in 2011, I was leading worship in this room for 11 people, and six of them were in the band. And so they'd come up, and then there were five. And it was, and I just said, God, thank you so much for these small rooms. And as he moves in that way, and as he starts allowing you to die to yourself and become weak, his power is made perfect. And when real worship leaders take the stage, take the stage, something else happens because we're not really the worship leaders, that we are leading the songs but there's worship leaders all around the room. And so something I want us to grow in is to watch the worship leaders all around the room. Some mornings, I don't know what's going on. 
and Sam over here does. Sam knows what's going on. He's singing like Jesus is in front of him because Sam's the only one in the room who knows that Jesus really is right in front of him, right? Carolyn grabs the flags, and I'm, I don't, I will hope that I could do that someday, but when Carolyn grabs the flags, something's happening in the spiritual, and you follow that worship leader. When Luke starts dancing, follow Luke. Luke's a worship leader. There's worship leaders all around this room. So something I want us to grow in is to look around the room and see where the Lord is moving also. Not just in the music, but see how the Lord is moving in the people and follow his faithful ones. Follow who is controlling the thermostat, you know? Last thing, uh, I was running, and let me take a sip of this. I have a head cold today or something like that. Um, I was running, and I feel like I got a picture for what this room is. This room's different, and, and we do live in, a, and it's not a bad thing, but we live in an age, in an area where, at times, church can feel and function like a gas station. So you come in, you park, you fill up your tank, you get some combos and some beef jerky, or if you're at Anki, you get a banana. And you get serviced, and you get nourished, and you leave. And then you come back the next week to the gas station to fill up, to get nourished, use the restroom, and leave. And I think God wants to change what this room is for us. And this room is not a gas station. This room is an altar. And we're going to come in here. And we're not going to, we're going to put our gas card away. And we're going to give the Lord our praise. We're going to pour it out on the altar. I had a hard year. I, I bet you did. I had a hard week. I bet you did. We are promised trials. Don't be surprised. There's joy in trials. Come to the altar. Pour out your praise. Pour out the offering of your heart. Pour out everything. This was in my reading this morning, and it's a, it's a verse that made sense when I was in, in RAs uh, as a boy, but it made more sense this morning. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. We look at the world and we look at this room and we look at church through our own understanding, but God is calling us to wipe that clean, to take our own understanding away and to lean into his understanding, to follow the worship leaders in the room and to increase in capacity for the generation coming up. Does that make sense? Great, I'm done. Thank you. Brock's next. He doesn't need this mic. Thank you, Wes Brooks. Preach it, Colt. Happy New Year, everyone. David, why don't you come up here? And again, this is our new tradition. We did it last year. Just hearing highlights, stories from what God is up to, and there's some good stuff with David and his team. And we're going to hear from Al, and we're going to hear from Esther and then the Milners. We got a video 
from them. So David, why don't you tell us a little bit about what God is doing through your group, the community outreach? What he is doing is he is, um, he's actually reaching the people that can't come into the church and, and, are, and are not normally reached. I was thinking about today where, where we first started, the hotel we first started, which was known for prostitution and drugs and everything. Well, that's been cleaned out. It's completely restored since we went there. And there's a church planet that goes there every Sunday morning in there. And the people we meet on the street, we're sending who are saying they look for a church. You know, and that's through God saying, hey, I need my presence in here. And that's what he wanted. And that's what we've delivered. I want to first say that the, the group that we have is amazing. The people that we have are amazing. Um, the church, the generosity of the church. Uh, we had a need for socks and blankets and needs that were met abundantly. So I want to thank you all for that. That was just amazing. So the church has been great. Um, we are now, we have seen full deliverances literally on the street where Carolyn and Kay and I were with somebody. And then just yesterday we met a gentleman that we got to pray for. Sam was involved and Shiva and the gentleman brought Bill with the, that was in the wheelchair. Well, we seen him the other day, he was cutting himself. He is no longer hearing the voices. He is no longer cutting himself. He is just feeling good about himself. We've watched Bill, another Bill who couldn't walk, who is now walking, working. He's actually working on roofs. He's, he's a roofer. He was in a wheelchair when we met him. We got to pray for him. So we're continuing to grow. We're continuing to build. Um, it, it's just Jesus is making his presence there, and, and he's allowing us to serve um, I was reading today Matthew and, and you know, 5.14 about being the light. Well, our group is the light at that moment in the darkness that's there. And we can see it and we can feel it. Um, the relationships that have been built, when we would get there, people just do the basic, pray for my protection, pray for this. Pray. Now they're intimate. They're telling us what is really hurting them, what is really bothering them. And they're allowing us to lean into them because they're leaning back into us. And they're trusting that, hey, the Lord is going to come see me. And, and so it's just, it's been a beautiful, magnificent thing. Uh, I'm so thankful for Stephanie's brains. <laughs> She's really good at this. Her planning and everything is amazing. I, I just, I get to be the talk piece. But me and her share the same heart. And that's what's wonderful on that. And um, how do people get involved? I want to hear about that, and then I also want to hear in your heart, this is going to multiply, right? So just tell me about those two things briefly. Okay. Um, first of all, anybody can be involved either through prayer or they can come here on a Saturday. Or we're meeting again, not this Saturday, the next Saturday, which I think is the 17th. I may be wrong on that date. We'll be back again. But join on the, the group app. It's available all year long. You can just go in for community outreach. Um, we always need more people to come out. We need resources, which you guys have been great with. Uh, we need prayer at all time. Um, Carolyn is really good with seeing this. Uh, we're looking, and I, I've thought about this, and God has put it on my heart for this following year, that I would like a second team to go out. I believe we can get to a second team. We, of course, will need people, which will mean double of everything. But just Friday, me and Stephanie went out because we knew it was going to be cold, and we brought blankets and some food, hot food, and 
got people prepared for Saturday. And while we were there, another gentleman said, hey, there's another camp that's popped up. So yesterday we went out to that one and these people have nothing. They're just starting, but we were able to give them their blankets. And so I believe God is saying, this is your next spot. I can't, we're not supposed to leave the spot we're at anymore. So it's got to multiply. We got to get to another spot. So I'm hoping to raise up some more leaderships, more groups that will go out. And then we can just take over the streets of, of Oklahoma City. There's a change. I, you know, look how yesterday was up to the 80s. And then yesterday there was snow. I think God is saying, hey, there's a change in Oklahoma City. And if we're willing to serve and just do it, leadership will come and we'll be able to do it. So. In shorts or a down coat, right? Either so one. be prepared. Church, why don't we just pray for a moment? Why don't you just stretch out your hand? We're going to do some of this as we hear about certain things that God is doing among us. And I want you to just pray. Just pray for about a half minute, whatever the Lord brings to mind, and then I'll come back and pray. Let's pray that God will bless and multiply. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that you told us to remember the poor. So we do. We thank you for how you are seeking out the poor and the marginalized and bringing food and prayer and clothing. And so we ask you to multiply this ministry. We thank you for David and his team. And we ask for you to multiply it, not just a couple times, but many times over your heart for the poor, that you would seek out the people with your love. We ask you to be a wall of fire around this ministry to protect them. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Al King. You'll notice, too, that as we talk about these things, it really just underscores our mission as a church, a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. So, Al, why don't you... Tell us what God's been doing in and around you. Good morning. About three years ago, I was laying in bed after having my gallbladder out, contemplating how I'd use that week of rest. And I watched a video on YouTube by a man named Doug Coe, and he was speaking at the Navigator, um, the Glen Area out in Colorado in the 80s. And it fired me up again to make disciples with the, the remainder of my life. And he was talking about um, how Jesus changed the world with 11. And uh, he, he committed to discipling these 11 men and, um, and changed the whole world. So I was also drawn back to a book that I read in my early days as a believer called The Master Plan of Evangelism by Robert Coleman. All these things kind of converged. And I remember laying there that week going, when I get out of bed, I'm going to start being more intentional about making disciples because I want to leave behind people who are truly following Jesus, committed to his kingdom, and who will multiply and, and uh, expand the kingdom. So I began praying, and over the last three years, God's brought a, a dozen or so young men to me to spend time with in varying degrees of time, doing different things. Sometimes we, we get together and we just talk. Sometimes we go through a chapter of a book. Sometimes we read some scripture. I've tried lots of different things. Sometimes I feel like it's a complete failure and utter um, waste of their time, and, but apparently some people have enjoyed it and appreciated it. 
um, and I've been able to see some fruit. There was one young man that I was able to spend about a year with, and he went on to college, and now he is doing the same in college. So um, as I was thinking about this, I mean, I'm really kind of scattered in my thoughts. There were two things I wanted to share. Is one of them that we are on mission. And this morning I was reading in Luke, and Jesus went off to an isolated place after some ministry, and everybody came looking for him, and, and um, they wanted him to stay in that location. He said, no, I have to go and preach the gospel in other villages. That's why I was sent. So Jesus knew why he was sent. It was to preach the good news. And then if you look over in Acts 8, a great persecution came upon the church after Stephen was killed. And the disciples, they were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. And it said, wherever they went, they preached the good news. So what I'm, I've been thinking about over the last couple of years is, is two things. Is making new disciples, seeing people that do not know Jesus, they're not born again, come into the kingdom. And then also the other aspect of training up and equipping other believers who are born again, but maybe don't have the training and equipping. So everyone in this room is under a responsibility to the Lord to make disciples. And we don't have to think grandiose in, in the way we approach discipleship. All it takes is leading one person to the Lord per year and then training them to do the same thing. If we did that in this room in about 10 years, we would have services 24-7. One person. So what I did is I just prayed, Lord, bring me some young men that I could disciple. And so over the last few years, I've been able to baptize a new believer. Um, I've met with some young guys and been able to send them out. And, um, and I just see, I see God really blessing that. And it's, it's, sometimes it's so simple that I walk away going, apparently nothing happened because it was just so simple. It was just being available to meet. Um, the other thing I wanted to leave you with was I've always wanted to share the gospel with people. My roots were in Campus Crusade for Christ. We went out door to door in a college setting and shared the gospel. But as I got older, starting up a conversation about highly personal things such as who Jesus Christ is and how your relationship with him is, that's hard to, to break into those conversations. But what I found is healing the sick Praying for the oppressed and listening to the Holy Spirit are huge door openers. So today we're going to Penn Square after this. And I'm going to approach that. We're going to go shopping, but I'm going to approach it as a mission trip. So I'm going to have my, my ears open, looking and listening for who God may be showing me that is a person that's hungry. And, uh, and if somebody is there, I'm going to pray for courage to be able to say, hey, um, can I pray for you? Is there, or Often you ask people, do you have pain in your body? That's the most odd question to ask somebody, but typically almost everybody has pain in their body. And I've seen so many people healed over the last three or four years. Um, and I'll share with this story, then I'll, I'll, I'll um, turn it back over to Brock. But a few weeks ago, I realized I'd gotten out of the habit of, of being attentive to the Holy Spirit and, and uh, making disciples. So I prayed, God, give me a divine appointment today. And I was sitting in a barber chair. I'd forgotten I prayed the prayer in the morning. And I was sitting there, and um, my barber dropped her scissors. And she goes, oh, my back. And immediately I went, ding. And so I said, hey, can I do something about that? And that's, that's just an odd thing to, to respond. And I don't even know why I said it. And she goes, what? And I said, can I pray for you? And I put my hand on her back and prayed. And I said, how is it? And she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, just test it out. And she went like this. And she moved around. Now she goes, I think it's better. I said, let me pray again. So I prayed. I mean, three three word prayer. And I said, how is it? And she goes, I'm freaking out right now. That's what she said. 
And so I, so in, you know, instead of being like, you know, real aggressive with it, I just said, yeah, use a number one over here on the side of the, and at the end of the time, I, I said, by the way, how's your back? And she goes, I'm freaking out. Okay, so now when I go back in again next time, there's, there's a, a greater opportunity. So just be looking for those opportunities. Ask the Holy Spirit. He's actually more interested in you connecting with people than you are desiring it. So just be attentive. And it, sometimes it's the little things by somebody saying something or just being aware. So let's make disciples. Yeah, let me pray. So, Father, we come with great fear and trembling in this area of making disciples. We ask that you would give us courage to open our mouths to speak. May the enemy not keep us quiet. May you pour out signs and wonders so when we pray for the sick, they would be instantly healed. We pray that we would see demons cast out in the most unholy of atmospheres. I pray that we would see new converts, new disciples of Jesus baptized this year. I pray that the baptismal here would be full every week and then our bathtubs and our homes and our hot tubs and our swimming pools would be full of new believers. May you stretch out your hand and heal the sick, raise the dead, and make new disciples in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Al. I'm praying secretly that she'll cut you a mullet next time you're in there. Wouldn't Al look good in a mullet? Maybe we should vote on that, make it binding. Uh, We're praying, too, because that just reminds us it's great to talk about these things, but it's also just a reminder. Everything flows from prayer, doesn't it? Intimacy with the Lord and friendship. He really doesn't send us out to just be activists. He sends us out as friends, and so he's with us, and that's just a reminder we're going to be praying for these things. Esther, let's hear about the many things that you're involved in. Good morning. My name is Esther, and I am over the transformation ministries here at All Saints. And so I have the privilege of hearing about our people going after healing and freedom. And it has been a dear privilege. And I want you to know that our people have gone after and go after healing. And what is, I think, spectacular about that is to go after healing, there's a level of humility that has to occur. And so we are recognizing, Lord, I see this pattern, I see this um, behavior, I see this addiction, I recognize my marriage is in desperate need, I recognize that my, uh, my parenting needs help. There's a level of humility to go after and say, I need help. And sometimes God brings that help through prayer ministry up here. It happens, our people get freedom and deliverance. Sometimes it happens because they call and they get a sozo. Sozo is just the Greek word that means saved, healed, and delivered. And it is the kindest of ways to spend time with the Lord about a particular thing. It's safe, it's dear, and we have skilled people. And if you want one, all you have to do is go online. You go to the OLCC page, which soon will be All Saints page. But right now it's still OLCC. Go to Connect in the right-hand corner. Go to Ministries. Go to Transformation Ministries. 
and you click on that, and there's some resources in our midst. One is an inner healing track. Now, when we opened that up, we had a wait list about a year long. And so the team has grown. We really, really would love if we had two more teams of men. That, that equals a team of two people equals a team. And right now, Wallace and Nathan Lightfoot are, uh, are men that, have, that are on the man team. We need two more. And if you would like to join that team, if you would email me, ecur at olcc.org, and I will get you in, that, in the loop and begin to get the training to be a part of that team. If you would like to join the Sozo team, we have a fantastic team you can get in right now because it's a one-time experience. I get one, at least one a year, where I go and spend time with the Lord, where somewhere I'm stuck. I want to encourage you guys, continue to go after the Lord where you're stuck. We are called for him to increase and for us to decrease. And sometimes we need the help of one another to get there. And if you've got anxiety or your marriage is struggling, don't give up on your marriage. I just hear the Lord as I'm sitting back there. Please tell them, don't quit on your marriage. Get some help. We also have, uh, you guys might not know, I'm a licensed therapist. And I have a remarkable page of resources of, of counselors for your kids, for your marriages, for your addictions, for your parenting. And if you go to one and you don't like them, go to another one. Why? Because you're worth it. I've gotten healing through counseling. I've gotten healing through sozos. I've gotten healing through a dream in the middle of the night where God made me free of something and I didn't have to talk to nobody about nothing. And I've gotten it from prayer ministry. Go after your healing because the Lord wants to fill you up with more of him. But that takes a level of humility to say, I need help. And we have some help in our midst. So I want to encourage you, 2022, another layer of freedom for you, for your family, and for your marriage. Amen. Thank you, Esther. So you know, all of those ministries, they're all tied together and some of them are short as she mentioned you can go get a sozo or you can do the eight weeks of inner healing and I want you to hear too we are radically committed to doing it biblically so these things are rooted in the scriptures the truth of the Bible repentance turning from our brokenness and sin and turning to the Lord and letting him heal and we're taking the long view as well right there's a, unfortunately there's not just a silver bullet you can go and experience a I'm one and done. We're committed to doing things in the short term, but the long stretch of healing and, and deliverance. I think we're going to hear from the Milners here. We queued up and ready. 15-hour time difference, but they are on video. Mike and Jennifer. Happy New Year, All Saints. We're so excited to be here with you to celebrate during the service. We have a quick update for you about what we've been doing with Guam Vineyard. During the fall semester, we shared two Alpha courses, one with the youth and one with the adults, and Mike is going to share a quick story from that time. So during the Alpha retreat for the adults, we had um, a time where we were praying for people to experience the Holy Spirit. 
Um, I had a word of knowledge about somebody who was experiencing like a pulsing, throbbing sensation in the side of their head. And when I shared it, no one responded to begin with. And it was one of those moments of like, oh, okay. And, but we prayed, we carried on, people were experiencing God. And then towards the end, one of the guys actually said, when you said that, Mike, that was me. That was what was happening for me. I was experiencing this throbbing inside of my head and it felt like things were kind of coming out of me. And it was like a, all of these negative thoughts, emotions were kind of being released. And in replace of that, he was experiencing God's peace in a really powerful way. Yeah. And what was so cool about that is that he has a background, he's retired military career. And so he's really suffered with a lot of post-traumatic stress. And so for that moment, it was this awareness of the hope that he has that actually life could look a lot different for him. And so that was super encouraging. Off the back of that retreat, uh, what we have found is that they've been really excited and wanting to get involved in community more and getting more plugged into the church. It's like life with God has started to take on new meaning. And so at Christmas, they hosted a party at their house and they texted the group and said, this is the first time that we have, since we've been on Guam, um, hosted a party and had people in our home. And it was just such a significant moment for them. We felt such thrill at being able to be a part of that yeah. journey and encouraging community. And yeah. we just want to say thank you to all of you for being a part of that with us. Yeah. Uh, we know that we're not here alone. And so uh, thank you for building the kingdom of yeah. God with us. It's such a privilege and we're so thankful for you. Yeah, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, real quick, let's do this. Why not, Esther, why don't you come up and pray for them in Guam? Let's reach out our hands to Guam. I'm kidding. I don't even know where we would reach, but we're going to pray for Guam. To the east. All right, that sounds scriptural. Here you go. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we bless Guam. We bless Mike and Jen. We ask that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven, in them, on them, and through them, that you would multiply your kingdom in their midst and bring about your salvation your healing, and your discipleship. In Jesus' name, amen. I think the Adels and the Bottomleys are going to visit them, right, in the next few weeks to go and do some marriage and relationship training. Wallace, why don't you come up here? Our executive pastor, Wallace. Thank you, Brock. I want to give you a couple of updates on uh, some stuff going on in our church uh, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had a luncheon after church to talk to you about our exiting of our the denomination we've been a part of, the RCA, the Reformed Church of America. And uh, I just wanted to kind of let you guys know that that exit was finalized this last week. So we got all the papers signed and... and uh, Gave them the payment that was due, and uh, it was a really sweet, sweet event with one of their representatives, and it just really went well. So we're just really grateful for the Lord uh, finishing that up for us. You know, it's been something that we've been considering for a number of years, and so the fact that that's now done is, is a blessing. Uh, so we are now officially All Saints Community Church, and so we're going to be spending a bunch of time over the next uh few weeks and months getting all of our uh, name change projects done. You know, we got to change the signs outside and we're working on changing our website and 
you know, the, the, just all the different logos and different things here and there. So uh, we're excited about that. So our new domain name is going to be allsaintsokc.org. And so that's actually functioning now. So if you type that in, it'll take you to our current website. And we're going to be just continuing to do the process of changing the signs and, and everything over the next coming weeks. So I also want to give you kind of an update on giving. You know, we had, we had uh, you know, asked for you guys, if you could, to be generous in the month of December, both for our, just our general needs, but also to kind of help offset this payment that was due to our, the RCA. And, uh, you know, as, as the month started out, you know, the giving was okay, but, you know, we were a little concerned. And, and, but, you know, you guys just kept giving. Many, many of you gave special gifts, and it kept building and kept building. And I, I got to the point, I was like, like, man, this is looking pretty good. So I went back as far as I could find. I went all the way back to 1998 to look at what the highest giving months were that I could find up to that point. That was as far back as I could go, 1998. And uh, back in 2001, in December of 2001, $190,000 got given. And so that was, as far as I could see, was the biggest month. And so as, as the days go on towards into December, uh, I was looking and you know, we were getting up there, you know, 180, 183, 185. And I, you know, I told Brock, I said, Brock, we're like at the second or third biggest month ever, you know. And it's like, I don't know if we'll make it or not, but we got really, we're getting really close. And then uh, about, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock on New Year's Eve, I, I, I look up, get on my giving app. We have this app that can show us any of the online givings, like right after the giving. So Brock and I were kind of <laughs> looking at this. And about 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve, uh, a couple of gifts came in that put us over the top. And so now December of last year was our biggest giving month in over this century at least. So I just want to thank all of you for your generosity. And it came from many, many different people, you know. And uh, so I'm just, I just really want to say thank you. And, and as your executive pastor, I'm going to do my job as best as I can to make sure that money is spent well and that we, you know, we use it wisely. So um, I felt like uh, it'd be a, a good thing to do would be just to pray and thank God for the completion of this, of this transaction of leaving the RCA and joining the vineyard. And Mike Adele, Mike, why don't you go ahead and come up. Mike Adele is, I think, as far as I know, the one remaining member of our church who was an original member of our Lord's Community Church when it was founded in 1976. I think you were two years old at that time, right? now. <laughs> no. um, and he is also uh, is a, was a former elder and really uh, during the time in which as an elder board we kind of really felt like it, the, determined that it was the best thing for us to do was be to look for a different, uh, a different family to be a part of. He was part of that decision. And so I just felt like it'd be a pro for him to pray for us as we move forward in this new uh, direction that we have. And if I could too, um, you know, I want to, I want to make sure anytime uh, we go through a change like this, uh, it's, it's like somebody else mentioned already, uh, it's a change of seasons, you know, um, something God's been showing me and, and, and revealing to me has been just how he moves uh, in seasons. 
and seasons can be short, seasons can be long, but uh, we're in a change of seasons, and we can celebrate that. I mean, I want to celebrate what the season was, you know, behind us, and, uh, but yet let's celebrate what it's going to be, too. And so I just know, I don't, I, for whatever reason, I get, the, I get the scripture out of the Ten Commandments, actually, that says, honor your father and mother that it may be well with you, all right? And so I think part of being, it being well with us as we move forward, as we go to the next season, is to honor our father and our mother, right? My folks were founding members of this church, and uh, they love this place, and so many others, so many others that have come and gone, that have poured themselves into that, that we can, we are standing on them, on their work, on their shoulders, everything you see with your physical eyes, and so much that we can't see with our spiritual eyes, uh, are, are just so many things that we can celebrate from what's behind us, right? and moving forward. So anyway, I just want to honor and remember, but I want to celebrate too. And uh, I just feel like, you know, even before I knew that we were moving to the vineyard, the other thing that God had told me about this next season was um, that we needed a new wine skin for new wine. Uh, and not that the old wine skin was bad, right? Uh, it, it was what it, it served what it needed to serve for the season that it served. But uh, it is time. I think there is time for the new name, the new beginning, um, all these things. So anyway, let's pray and honor and remember and celebrate as we move forward, okay? So Father, I do. I say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for all those that went before us in this place to see, to grow, to uh, minister to share the gospel, to send out missions and missionaries. So much has been accomplished in the kingdom through this church, and there's yet so much more. You know, the big lock on the big door, I'm ready for that to be opened up, yes, as we move forward. But, Lord, I want to honor and I want to remember everything you've accomplished in this place and say thank you and amen. And, Lord, we celebrate, look forward to, and we thank you in advance for the good things that you've got coming up for us and the good things in store for us. We say yes and amen to what you're loosing even now, this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Wallace and Mike. Mm. So if you want to grab a Bible real quick, I want us to read Psalm 103, 1 to 5. We've got pew Bibles all over the place. Just this week, what Mike's talking about, giving thanks, recounting what God has done. I want to read Psalm 103, 1 to 5. Let's make a couple comments and then we're going to end with a, a moment of prayer. Psalm 103, 1 to 5. I'm reading from New Revised Standard Version. This is Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, 
who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So friends, we, we do, we want to anticipate what God's doing, but we want to thank him for what he's been up to. It's past, present, and future. And I just want us to even think about marking this psalm and expecting God to show himself as the forgiver of sins. Maybe like we've never seen before, that he is the one who grants forgiveness of sins and new life. And as he's told me before, we want to wear that baptismal out over there as a testimony that he forgives sin and gives new life in Jesus. The passage also says that he's the healer of sickness and disease. So in 2022, we are going to be calling on the healer and we're going to be expecting him to heal people, body, soul, and spirit. And the scriptures teach that. We're supposed to pray for one another, confess our sins to one another, anoint people with oil and call on the name of the Lord, and he's gonna heal people. And so we expect that for this coming year and the coming season for him to demonstrate that he is the great healer and all we have to do is obey what he says in his word and pray for the sick. And as Al said, that's not limited to our times together. Here's a church or in small groups in our homes, but that is out and about in your daily life. I look forward to hearing a story from Penn Square today, Al, by the way. The other thing, the third thing that Psalm 103 says here that we want to lean into is that the Lord is the redeemer of lives. And each of us has a story, don't we? You've been redeemed. And there have probably been many pits that you've been redeemed from. Man, I can think of several just in the last decades. One pit after another where the Lord comes in and says, I'm ready to redeem you, to deliver you. Are you ready to reach out to me? And he redeems. So friends, we're gonna be a community where the Redeemer is making new stories every week. People are redeemed from all kinds of things and the room is full of that already. Brokenness, addiction, broken relationships, broken marriages, and the Lord is the redeemer. Fourthly here, as we enter this new season, we're gonna be looking to him as the king. He wears the supreme crown, doesn't he? He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but if we're following Jesus, we're seated with him. We're his beloved, and he crowns us. He crowns us with his love and his mercy, and so this next season, we're expecting him to show us what that means and to invite people to be crowned with mercy and with love. And then lastly here, he satisfies with goodness and he's the renewer of strength. So friends, 2022 is marking the beginning of a new season at All Saints, isn't it? We're saying goodbye and graciously separating with the RCA and we're grateful, as Mike said, we honor them. We honor the foundations and the spiritual mothers and fathers of this church, but we're excited. It wasn't mentioned that I also signed the final documents with the vineyard. So we are officially adopted into the vineyard. That's the, the terminology they use. We have been officially adopted and they've been waiting and been very patient for over two years. But friends, our, our new names suggest Ephesians 4.12. You're even seeing it this morning. We are committed to all the saints, all of those followers of Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, discovering your gifts 
and using them for the glory of God and for the salvation of people. That's what this church is about. And so we expect him to teach us new things about equipping the saints and being sent out all over the city, all over the region, places as far as Guam. And I want to end with this verse here. Let's look at John 20, 21 through 22. And why don't you stand up? I'm going to have the worship team come up. And I want us to sing a song in response to Psalm 103. But it was interesting. I was just reflecting. Kathleen talked about this several weeks ago. But sometimes there are certain numbers in Scripture that catch your eye. And I was thinking as we enter 2022, I was thinking of John 2022. So I want to read 2021 and 22 of, of John's gospel here. And then we're going to ask him to do that on this first Sunday in the new year. John 20, 21 and 22. And this is a post-resurrection appearance. Jesus has been raised from the dead and he's appearing to his disciples and they're so startled. He says, peace be with you. He says to them again, look at verse 21. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And verse 22 says, when he had said this, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And so church, I want you to put your hands out if you're okay with that. And I'm going to ask the Lord, Jesus, just like he did here, it was kind of a promise of Pentecost, which would come some 40 days after this. It was a prelude. It was a promise. And just as God breathed into Adam a new living thing, Jesus, as the Lord of all creation, was breathing into his disciples who would bring new creation. So Lord Jesus, we ask today, the first Sunday of 2022, that you would breathe on us Breathe on this church, Lord, that we would receive the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. We would be filled with the Spirit of the living God so that you might send us out as the Father sent you. With the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, with the healing power that's in your name. 